Production. Recorded live. Anybody there? Shalom, brothers. Buzzy. Shalom, Shalom, everyone. One moment, please. For the record, brother priest, today is uh, July 4th. Um, This is Taurus Earth Day. Um... 2018. So I heard EK, you said um, Shedrick. Who else is on the line? That's those the only ones on the line right now? Yep, Shalom, it's uh, Brother Robert. Shalom, Brother. Shalom, Brother. All right. How's everything going, Brother Robert? Hanging in there, brother. I'm just um, much concerned about yourself, brother. Hopefully everything is going good. Everything is blessed over there, man, brother. Thank you, brother. It's it's getting better, but it's been really rough. And um, it's been really rough, man. Like, Tor just had a breakdown yesterday for the first time. She just went bonkers. And, um, you know, I mean, she cooled down, but at the time, it was like right before I was about to go into class. And um, so, but other than that, I mean, this is well as you can expect. It's just that uh, for me, somebody passing with, um, in, your presence, basically, the new feeling that I have never experienced. So it's been tough, but um, that's good, brother. Yeah, have have you been around that? You know, it's very interesting you you say that, brother. Um, Yeah, I have, and during that same course of time, actually, brother, uh, the angel of death is out here, definitely like you mentioned, brother, because at that same time, I almost, I was very close to losing my mother. You know, Mm -hmm. my mother had a cardiac arrest and had to be rushed, and she was incubated, intubated, and everything like that. And uh, luckily, thankful to the Most High, she was able to pull through, you know, so... Uh, yeah. It's real serious out here, brother. So I definitely, my condolences is to you and the family, and I hope everything is blessed on your end, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. You too, brother. Um, I learned a lot, though. And um, to be very honest with you, I think I learned some things that will probably save other people's lives because um, it's it's 100% clear to me that you don't want to have your loved ones in these hospitals unless it's absolutely necessary and only then if you can avoid putting them in there. Believe me, don't do it because when they start when they start feeding them those drugs, mm-hmm. 
that's where the problem begins. Yes. So, you know, you work at the hospital, right, brother? Or you work? Yes, I, yes, I do. I work at the hospital, and I definitely wholeheartedly agree with you in terms of uh, the drugs. And actually, you know, I was kind of um, my aunt is actually the executor of my grandmother's estate when she passed. So, me and her were kind of looking into um, what actually was transpiring with my grandmother. Um, and we come to find out that they were kind of actually over-medicating her, exceeding the medication she was supposed to be taking. And my, my aunt, who is a uh, paralegal, you know, she has a uh, you know, few lawyers on that she's really in close correspondence with. We were actually looking into bringing a suit against the hospital because uh, we had lost my grandmother. And it was crazy because it was right after the Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I had spoken to my grandmother. She was fine. No problems. Everything was good. Of course, she was in the hospital, so she was a little, you know, weary-eyed and, you know, just a little bit out of it and everything like that. But the next week, she became so dependent on these these pills and all these drugs and all these medications and everything like that. And it just was, she just became a actual zombie. And it was scary because she was begging me and my aunt for these, this, these medications. And my grandma, anybody that knew my grandma knew that she was a real strong person. She did not want, you know, uh, to be in that, in that particular position or she was never the type of person that was really dependent. She would, you know, try to exercise, you know, more independence of a situation like that. So it was real scary to see. And then, you know, to come to find out along that time, I've been looking into a lot of these um, issues or controversies that were happening where a lot of these doctors were over-medicated or they were complicit with a lot of these other entities in terms of uh, opioid overdoses as well as, um, you know, over-exceeding or over-extending the dosage allotted to um, certain people in these hospitals, it made me really, really look deeper into uh, what's happening in these particular facilities, you know. And uh, me being firsthand working in the hospital, I definitely do see it. And uh, it just it actually disgusts me, you know, honestly being in there and fought them fortunately, unfortunately, you know, this is something that I had, you know, until the time comes where, you know, I get out of this situation to where I don't have to, you know, be in this predicament, you know, um, but it just actually sickens me and it just disgusts me, uh, the things that go on in these hospitals. And I definitely know it firsthand, brother, so I definitely agree with you. I yield. Man, you know what? I'm I'm glad you said that. Excuse me, you all, because I gotta pick up my stepson too. Um, so I'm gonna be traveling in the automobile. But I'm glad you said that because um, one of the problems that we had were you know, so Sister Tori is a registered nurse, and she used to 
she used to um, work in the ER, but then she had she has a hearing impairment now. Well, I don't know how long. I can't remember how long she's had it, but she has a hearing impairment that makes it so she can't work in the ER. And um, she worked in the ER. She worked um, in the hospitals. And she's pretty good at nursing and, you know, stuff like that. So it was like, Meeting her, I ground, and that's like what I've been doing like over half my life since I was. I'm 48 now, so it was like since I was at least 22, and I've been you know holistic, holistic. So meeting her and dealing with her was originally, we've been together like, what, I think seven years, almost eight years, whatever. So she, coming from that that background, it was like totally, we were totally opposite. And she didn't really believe it's not that she didn't have any knowledge of this stuff, but she really didn't believe in this in the same things like how I know actually work. Because if you can imagine, she comes from the actual nursing world, and um, so that was like still kind of haunting her, even when we were dealing with mother, because. She right now she's like a nurse's attorney. She's more like that. That's what she basically does. But she's still struggling with. I'm, I'm in this profession, and I'm and I've realized that these doctors don't actually heal you, and you know because I constantly am forcing it down her throat. Get off of that stuff, man. That stuff don't work, right, for these years. That stuff is chemical. I'm not saying you don't deal with these doctors or or hospitals, but you only deal with them gingerly. So when we were taking care of mother, it was like she was unsure. You know what I mean? Because if you can imagine, you got 30-plus years experience in in this nursing field. You went to nursing school and all that, if you can imagine, the first time you got to really focus on somebody else is your mother. And she really, you know, was fighting with it because you got to imagine, like, she was realizing, damn, this medical field, she always kind of knew the medical field was something wrong with it, but applying this, the herbal medicine, the holistic medicine, she was a little nervous about it. But every single time we did it, it worked instantly. Every single time the mother had to deal with the doctors in the hospital, she got worse. 
And I believe that they were over-medicating her, like you said, because luckily Tora knowing about this stuff, she would just ask all these questions and be like, well, why do I have to give her this, 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 and this? So a lot of stuff most people would have, she wouldn't let mother have. And then they kept prescribing this to her, and then Tora would be like, you know, look, we need to get off of this. She doesn't need this any longer. You know, she's been taking this for this long, so doctor, can you please take her off of this? And that's that was one of the battles. But me knowing, if you can imagine, just watching, mother went in the hospital once for a week when she's with us. She came back, she couldn't walk anymore. And she couldn't really talk anymore. She had a seizure, took her to the hospital, in there a week. She came back. She couldn't walk or talk anymore. We started nursing her back to health with holistic medicine, you know, that kind of stuff. She started to be able to walk again and talk again. She had another seizure a couple months ago, took her to the hospital. This time it was two weeks she was there. They did not want to let her go. And they just didn't want to release her. But again, she comes out. This time she's worse than she was when she went in the first time. This time her eyes are just closed. She's drowsy all the time. She's, you know, she's not talking anymore. She can't walk anymore. Went back to the holistic medicine. She started perking up. Her legs started to be able to move again. She started to be able to talk again. So that's what I really saw happen. And the things that we did, I'm telling you, man, this stuff works. It just takes longer to achieve the goal. But this stuff works. When she passed, she was getting better again. And this time, she was looking better than she had before. But the the thing was, she kept saying for like a couple of weeks, I want to go home. I want to go home. And and Tora was like, you are home. What are you talking about? You want to go to California? She was like, no, I want to go home. She kept saying this. So when... She the day that she left, she um she's coming down at the steps on the lift because we got a chair lift, and um I noticed her eyes were open, she was smiling and she was happy. And this is the first time I had seen her open her eyes and smile like that since she came out the hospital the second time. So naturally. I'm feeling very optimistic because she was talking again, she was walking again, and she was opening her eyes but again, but she wasn't doing it all the time. This time, she was, like, really looking really happy. I mean, I just can't even tell you how happy she looked. And then that's when uh, we I put her in the car to go to the holistic doctor, and then... While Tora was driving on the way there, that's when she passed. Tora was saying, um, 
she was like, mother took 10 breaths, and, and Tori said when she heard her start doing that breathing, she knew what was happening. So she said, mom, is somebody here to, to come get you? And she kept saying, is somebody here to come get you? She took 10 breaths, and then she left. And she literally gave up the ghost. So when she came back in the car, it was like 10 minutes later after I just put her in the car, and, and Tori's knocking on the door frantically. So I go out there. She, she opened the door. She's like, I think mom just passed. I'm like, what? I'm like, no. I just We just brought her down. She was happy. She was looking good. She was doing good. You, so she said, well, go check. Go, you know, take the stethoscope and go check. So I'm doing that. I'm still, like, in denial. So I'm like, no, she's not. I'm not. I'm really not believing it. Because if you could imagine, I was just with her, and she was happier. She was doing better than she had been doing. And then now there's no response. So I keep telling my, I keep thinking in my mind, she's just asleep or something. I just then I I have to pick her up and carry her, and then I have to accept. I have to try to tell myself she's gone. You need to accept it. She's gone, and um. It's like, it's unbelievable that that happened like that. So, so I, um, I, she, she was laying on the couch for like four hours in the house. I've never been around this before. And, um, the, the crazy thing that I I, I want to make sure this is on the record. We we just even got a letter just yesterday. This was uh, yesterday. We got a letter from the Texas Medical Board or something that approved her for in-home care givers, which. We have been fighting for for like six months, and now they and it was approved, but they didn't send out the letter, so we couldn't enforce it. So, Tor calls back to ask for a letter. Then they finally send it, like literally a few days before mother passed. So, they this hospice thing. I didn't know what hospice was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was, like, in depth. So I didn't know that they actually deal with this. Brother, You do you know any nurses that work with hospice? Brother, uh, nurses, <laughs> nurses that work with hospice? Yeah. Um, well, where I'm at is like different departments. I'm predominantly in the ER. Um, but I do uh, know that there are some nurses that do, um, deal with that, that hospice situation. Yes. Well, they, um, come and, um, 
clean up the body and everything, and basically you got to decide what to do right there on the spot. I never experienced anything like this in my life. So you got to make body arrangements and everything right then. So that was difficult, but I'm telling you, man, you, we got to really, this is motivated me to really do something about this as a whole because I am never, ever, ever in my life again going to trust them. Never. Never. They just are not right. Not, not when, you know, like, people I know had pneumonia. You go to the hospital, and these people give you milk. When the problem with pneumonia is mucus, cow mucus, which you're not supposed to be digesting any damn way. That's why you pass away from pneumonia because you get all this cow mucus and it drowns your lungs. It drowns you. That's why you ain't supposed to be eating dairy. Dairy is not naturally made for us, obviously. We're not cows. That's why it gives us problems. That's why you can't cure a cold because a cold is not a virus. It's built-up mucus. And um, why would you give somebody dairy products in the hospital? Brother, do you, have you ever experienced that with, with patients? Well, you're in the ER, so you might not know. They give patients with pneumonia. So James Brown and... Um, Bernie Mac went in the hospital for pneumonia and bronchitis, I think it was, and they're giving them dairy. And you wonder why they ain't here on the earth anymore. There's so many stories. I mean, excuse me, bro, my apologies. There's there's so many stories, man. Um, You know, I'm I'm connected with... uh, like there's a local community group in the, in my area, um, and what they do is they post a lot of um, things that's happening in the community. And whenever they go to mention anything about the hospital, you know, because myself, I'm always you know hearing about a lot of the patients firsthand, their complaints, and dealing with situations such as that. Like whenever they have a complaint about uh, being improperly treated or the waiting time that they have to be, uh, you know, uh, service and things of that particular capacity. But uh, the complaints that I read on my local community site where they talk about this hospital, they're giving people medications for things that have nothing to do with whatever their ailment is. Like they'll give them uh, x-rays on a situation that doesn't require an x-ray or they'll go ahead. And and it's one of the main things that um, I would strongly advise a lot of people if they had to go there is you can uh, um, demand that they don't 
take certain tests. That's what I've been able to understand being there is that you don't have to take a lot of the tests or some of the, you know, you have to be very much more proactive in terms of um, knowing the medication that they're giving you as well as uh, making sure that they don't just, because here where I'm at, the hospital in this area is one of the most expensive in the country. So they're always looking to try to go ahead and add some more things to your tab. So you really have to be real careful with a lot of the things that they're doing in these hospitals. Um, a lot of them are just adding on tests. A lot of them are just giving you medications that they know won't work so you can keep on coming back. I, I attribute it to, like, a licensed drug dealer, a peddler. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's crazy, you know, the amount of people that I see coming back and they'll sit back and prescribe people wrong medication because the hospital may not be generating a certain amount of revenue. So they'll go ahead and prescribe them certain medications that they know will keep bringing them back. It's it's crazy, but I I know what you mean, brother. They give medication to uh, people who don't have the the, the improper medication for the the, uh, different types of ailments. And it's bananas, but that's one of the things that you teach us here is that we have to learn to self-govern. Definitely have to be more proactive. We can't rely on these particular doctors in this situation. Maybe back in past times, we could, you know, uh, rely on it because they were a little bit more ethical. But nowadays, with this pharmaceutical um, little ring that they have going on, man, where these doctors get these kickbacks and all of this wickedness and like uh, healthcare fraud that they're committing on a daily. You know, I, I have a the page that I have. I try to expose a lot of these things on my page, where they have these uh, healthcare frauds where people are complicit, doctors, uh, all kind of medical staff, people outside of medical staff, pharmaceutical companies, and all of this other different type of stuff, man. So one of the things that you know I took from it, brother, and based upon what you're saying, is man, we we got the message right here, man. Um, that is real important that we can't rely on these doctors um, for these particular matters. We got we're gonna have to learn how to understand certain things such as like physiology, anatomy, uh, you know, chem, uh, biochemistry, and these things. We we uh, should definitely implement and incorporate some of these subject matters into our understanding, and perhaps maybe as we flourish a little bit further, maybe we can pull the resources to kind of get some individuals go out to be able to maybe go to the medical industries or, I mean, the medical schools, excuse me, to kind of weigh for and against and be able to bring it back so we can be able to have people who can weigh it out and also be able to help our people um, in these different type of, um, you know, physical ailments or whatever the case may be. Um, and that's just one thing I was just pointing out, brother, not you. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah. We we absolutely have to do that. Like, um, <coughs> I just, I'm like fed up. Like, really, um, 
I, like, I never really trusted these people anyway because I was brought up that way. And, like, everybody I knew, literally, um, that I really loved and admired, and I guess it still continued, they went in the hospital. They never came out. And it's like the pastors of my church that when I was young, when I was, I was really, I love these two pastors. Both of them went in, never came out. And it was the same hospital, Henry Ford Hospital. But then my um, great-grandfather, same thing. He was in Mississippi. He went in, didn't come out. Um, my father, same thing. He didn't come out. Just oh my best friend, one of my best friends, his mother went in there for bronchitis, and she didn't come out. And it's like continuously happening, but oh boy, I was dealing with a lot of anger. I'm still dealing with it, but I'm much better since we back. Um. Now that we're back in class, thank you all, because some people were really just totally asinine because they called me uh, during this time asking me to help them. Oh, Brother Priest, uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, Can you help me? Really, this happened for a couple of different people, and that just, I just said, forget this, man. I'm not even talking on the damn phone. Now, according to Hebrews, you take your 30 days, and uh, you should be doing that anyway, but when when this happened, I'm just like, man, no, man, I'm not going to go through this. I was had a house full of people, and it was just, like, tough, man. But uh, let me see who's on the line. Uh, so I really thank you all because uh, you feel a difference when people are thinking about you and sending out positive energy. At least I do. And being back has really helped me out a lot because I feel so angry with these doctors. Part of me feels guilty, feels like I could have did more. But I feel so angry with these doctors, like I really want to snipe them, like seriously. I would never do that, but that thought has been in my mind. Believe me, like you know, good bastard Romans. That's how I think. But um, I don't know. Talking about it is helping me because I was not talking to anybody. Um, nobody talked to about it. I didn't want to. Going through the depression and feeling like I let her down. 
a lot of different things. But knowing that we got a responsibility here and a mission to complete really is one of the only things that I can uh, say. Uh, Hold on. Lynn, are you there? Shalom, brother. I'm here. How long have you been there? I've been on the phone for a half hour. Oh, I didn't know you were there, brother. Um, Yes, sir. I want to thank you, brother Lynn, because you told me about Dr. Jennifer. And uh, I really want to put this on the record. One second. Dr. Jennifer Daniels. And Tora being a nurse, like, I've introduced her to different people like Dr. Jewel Polkram, um, Dr. Sabi. So Tora was really into Dr. Sabi, and my stepdaughter was engaged to his nephew, I think, his nephew. So um, she no longer is engaged to him, but and they don't even talk anymore. But so Tora was really into um, Dr. Sabi stuff, and she's still into it. So she was getting to know it, right? But introducing her to Dr. Jennifer Daniels, which was introduced, to, she was introduced to me by Brother Lynn, and Dr. Jennifer said something that was really, really, really important about the medication when they had the people on medication. And Tora heard this and watched this. And about cooking broth and how to cook broth. And I have to, uh, this has to go on the record because I'm telling you, this is no lie, and I'm not exaggerating this. Tor made some greens with, like collard greens with turkey um, in it, and then made the took the broth out and gave it to mother. I'm telling you, within sixty seconds of her drinking this, I'm not exaggerating. Now, how she had to feed her through a tube because she had a tube in her stomach. Within 60 seconds of that going into her body, she was like 15% better. She was able to move her arms and stuff instantly. No, no joke. She was able to talk better instantly. And listening to Dr. Jennifer because Tora has the nursing background, she could verify a lot of things of what the woman was saying. And so Tora, of course, is going to naturally respect somebody that had, you know, uh, uh, has a doctor's uh, degree. And although she's no longer in the U.S. or whatever, but that worked. So 
applying just some of those things that this woman said was the last thing that we were doing. And she was just so, she was so much better. Just that alone with the broth, just that alone, you could see it. Before we were doing, um, you know, like natural foods, um, alkaline water, um, some herbs and stuff here and there, black sea oil. And every single time we did it, mother got better. Every single time. Every single time she went to the hospital and they prescribed her more drugs, she got worse. So I wanted to make sure you knew that, Brother Ben, because um, although my mother-in-law is no longer here, everything was lined up for her to leave when she did. And I believe she knew she was ready to go. I really think that's really what it was. It was her time. She was ready to go. But if you don't have to deal with those chemical drugs for your loved ones and relatives, please trust me when I tell you, don't hesitate to get them off of that stuff. Just believe me. I sat here and watched it. I just watched it. The doctors that are supposed to be helping are making her worse. We do stuff at home. She's getting better. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. So, you know, this, this topic is like, um, it's really like near and dear to my heart because you know, sometimes you can have uh, folks that sort of, you know, give you some insight into what your life's work or vocation may be. And, um, you know, a lot of times it may be on point and it may not be on point. Many cases, in many cases, though, you just have to kind of, you know, on your on your path, you just have to kind of explore, um, you know, check some things out. Um, and then sometimes you, your steps have to be governed by a certain sort of intuition. But, I will tell you, um, you know, with respect to uh, divine health and holistic wellness, that that is one of my um, like very very passionate interests because I I, I have no respect to persons when I see somebody um, that is going through something um, in their body uh, physically, and you know for whatever reason I, I just open up like a book, um, you know, with, with dealing with, um, you know, those, those types of individuals, um, just because it, it's very important for us to develop a mind state of self-governance on every level, on every dimension. And I, for a long time, you know, watching what happened to my mother, my mother, um, you know, she ended up dying from, she died in 2007, and she ended up dying from uh, complications with diabetes. And actually, the uh, event that took her out was 
a combination heart attack and stroke in church one Sunday morning. And she never uh, spoke after that, and she was gone within like two weeks. Um, but prior to um, her transitioning, you know, she was a severe diabetic, so she ended up having both legs amputated. Um, she uh, ended up having um, most of her fingers uh, were amputated. Um, she was on maybe 50 different types of medication. Um, my stepfather developed a, uh, a, a, a hatred of um, Rockefeller medicine such that he uh, ended up, you know, and you got to understand this is a, this is a Christian pastor. So, you know, full and full idolater mode, trying to apply faith, but not comprehending what faith actually is. So there's, there's no, there, there there's a belief and a, and a lazy belief at, at that, but there's no um, application or, or no works to, to support it. You know, like you, you know, you're supposed to walk in it and they're not walking in it. So, you know, he ends up throwing out most of these medications, but there wasn't a change in the lifestyle. So as I, you know, tried to tell him recently and as I um, have, have uh, sort of evangelized to other folks, it's like, look, you, you, you got two choices. I mean, one, and you can't do nothing because if you do nothing, you're not going to be here, but you got one or two choices. You either continue to put your faith in these individuals that don't look at you any, at, as anything but um, cash flow because um, you're, you're essentially an asset. You're providing income because you keep buying into these fantasies that these individuals are actually going to heal you when you come here, you, you manifest on this plane with a healer within. But because you don't have a sense of identity, because you, you worship wood and stone, because you like living a lie, they can feed you these lies and you eat them. You consume them because you, 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 you don't want to actually have a, a, a healing because to obtain that healing, it, it requires self-discipline. It requires personal accountability. And we, we have difficulties holding ourselves accountable um, as individuals, and then as groups, we won't hold each other accountable. So it's just easier to say, okay, yeah, doc, um, you know, I'll take this medication and manage the condition. And when you don't want to manage, manage that, because number one, that medication is not designed for your genetic makeup. That stuff is poison. That is, a, that is one of the major reasons why you, you, you look at it from a standpoint of, Okay, I I will take this for a period of time. You, it can't be open ended. In some situations, it's actually um, preferable to do that just to get over a hump, or until you develop a degree of um, self discipline to where you can come off of that and then come back to the Most High's medicine, which is a combination of things. It's not just what goes in your mouth; it's what, it's what goes in your brain as well. So you have to develop a, a mind state and you have to um, develop a consciousness to where you're, you can hold yourself accountable to being able to follow or implement those practices that are going to um, result in you achieving that level of health. And so with our people, <laughs> you know, a lot of what blocks that is the fact that 
we don't have that identity. We don't know, you know, we don't know who we are, and we think that, um, you know, we're we're sojourning in a jurisdiction of polar bears when we're grizzly bears, and what is nourishing to them is actually killing us, you know. But the thing is, is that you come back to, um, come back to to the the um, protocols, you know, that we have in the scriptures, meaning, you know, follow that divine. Like I, I was talking to um, an elder the other day because she's dealing with some issues where um, she's having some growth and they basically want to, you know, I, <laughs> when they're trying to sell you on, on having these procedures, they make it sound like it's so beneficial. I mean, it's, it's marketing, you know, they make it sound like it's, it's so beneficial. Um, it's going to be so helpful. And they re- they really oversell it as being, as you obtaining a healing. But when I was talking to her about it, I was like, look, don't let these people mutilate you because you don't have the self-discipline to get out here and educate yourself of the alternatives that are going to get you an actual healing. Is it going to be easy? No, because you've been practicing um, very bad uh, behaviors, you know, from a lifestyle standpoint from a, for a long time. You know, you eat processed foods, you, you're consuming that swine, you know, you're consuming um, – uh, scavengers, you won't drink water. I mean, just most of the, most of the conditions that that people are dealing with is over top. It, it's sepsis. It's um uh, a sepsis. It's a chronic sepsis. It's the over um, toxification of the body, and you're not eliminating. So those things, as they sit up um, in your body, they putrefy. They leach into your tissues. Um, they cause all types of inflammation. They cause all types of uh, toxicity. You know, you lose your vim, you lose your stamina, you lose your, um, your your vigor. But the thing is, is that it's all reversible. <laughs> you know, all it takes is a, a change in your lifestyle, a change in how you conduct yourself, and really coming back to, I mean, it, it's real simple. Honor thy mother, honor, honor thy mother and thy father. You know, honor thy mother and thy father, so that thy thy days may be long. What what does what does that mean? We understand a, a level. We got a degree of understanding of what that means. Yeah, your immediate parents don't necessarily have to be biological, but those that are placed in a position of uh, uh, custodianship over over you, honor thy father and thy mother. But on a grander scale, that also means the protocols and the practices of your forebears, your forefathers, the people that gave you this genetic inheritance, this genetic stock, what were they doing? Compare what you're doing against what what they were doing. But most of us can't get to that place because we don't have a, a sense of identity. You know, we think that the the, the, the oppressor has convinced us that we are them and they are us. They 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 sort of blurred the lines. And without being able to come back to a place to where, you know, we know what the um what the rules are, we know we know you know what the playbook entails for for our team, which is different from their team, I mean, we we're gonna ultimately continue to experience this with our people. We're gonna continue to you know, to lose every time. So um the one one thing I wanna say, brother, is you know, I, I've been through what you've been through. Um, 
my condolences to you. I know that is tough. Um, I was actually in the room um, when my grandmother died back in 1999. I was like uh, 23 years old. And it was, I, I was very emotional at that time because um, I had, my, my mother was still uh, living, you know, my, my aunts, cousins, there was a lot of people in the room and everybody just was kind of like just, just talking, um, I guess, you know, just trying to take their mind off of what was going on. And my grandmother was laying in the bed and <laughs> I just was sitting there and I found myself getting angry and angrier because I noticed that was, there was a change in her breathing patterns where she, it, it was, it wasn't um, like consistent. It, it began to develop into being more of a heave, like you can see a chest heave, like she was gasping for air and then she just expired. And um, I noticed it because I was in a room full of people. I was focused on her. You know, she, <laughs> I, I was the first grandchild, you know, so I had, I spent the most time with her out of all of, um, you know, my cousins. And when she expired, um, I pretty much just lost it. And it, it was just, again, to, to never have had that sort of experience, um, I mean, it just, it just does something to you. It does something to you. Um, but, you know, I, I just want to say that all of these experiences collectively, what you're going through, what I've gone through, what, what Brother Robert has gone through, and I'm sure what many other brothers on this line have gone through, this is the forum which we use to take these experiences and collate them and use them as reference material for really creating the, the, the cadence and the beat that we're going to march to going forward to be able to evangelize from, from a, uh, a health perspective to our people so we don't continue to have these experiences, you know. Yeah, what what you were able to uh, practice from a standpoint of um, holistic me uh, medicine, um, you know, from a standpoint of um, uh, trying to to reinvigorate and trying to to, to basically um, renew and repair, even with your loved one being gone, you can take the ex experience away to say, you know what we applied something, it actually worked. Now that goes into my, that, that's another um, arrow in my quiver so that the next time I see this, I know how to react to it quicker and more sooner. And in just in doing that, the, the likelihood or the odds that you're going to have a uh, more favorable outcome, it, it increases. So, you know, don't look at it as, um, as a loss. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're gonna, you know, miss being able to have that fellowship. But, you know, even in even in my situation with dealing with my with dealing with my mother, um, I was the, the things that she was dealing with. They call it the unholy trinity, and a lot of our brothers and sisters deal with this. It's, the unholy trinity is high blood pressure, um, diabetes, and hypertension. I'm, I'm sorry, hypertension high blood pressure, and, uh, no, I'm sorry, diabetes, 
high cholesterol and hypertension. That's the um, that is the the unholy trinity that's referred to in medical circles. And our people deal with that chiefly because of our diet. And when my mom passed, <laughs> I was actually diagnosed with all three of those things. And I'll tell you straight up, I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know how to how to you know take care of myself. I didn't know how to um, to really conduct myself with respect to a dietary program. And I but I learned that. Well, I, I learned that it wasn't called a dietary program, but basically it was a non-inflammatory diet. All of those diseases are infl- uh, inflammatory diseases. And but the thing is, is that if you read in um, in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy talks about inflammation and, and what the causes of it are, and primarily, it's pretty much there. You gotta you gotta read into that, but it's primarily because you are adopting the ways of your oppressor, which you have no choice when you're in servitude to another nation. You you go when they say go, you stop when they say stop, you eat what they put in front of you, and for the most part their practices don't have to be um, life-giving and health-promoting to you. You have to, over time, develop a desire to come away from that and to return to those practices that actually are um, life-promoting. And one of the things, this is this was a part of my path, but um, I ended up being diagnosed with all three of those conditions, and um, I was I, – instantly went into a depression, but when I went to go get my prescriptions filled, um, the pharmacist was, <laughs> I, I, looking back on it now, it's like this dude was an angel, you know what I'm saying? And we know, you know, angel in the Hebrew means messenger, but he was the only only person that was in my path to say that, you know what, um, you're too young to be going through all of this, so you need to make some lifestyle changes. He's like, you can get off of this. Um, get off this uh, blood sugar medication. You can get off of this um, medication for hypertension. You can reduce, even, but even he set limits. He was like, you can reduce the, uh, the, the dosage for the high cholesterol, which is, which is referred to as a statin, but he's like 95% of America is on statins. So, you know, but you can get rid of the other two. But my thing is, it's just something about me, you know, the the competitor in me that it was like, and I'm I'm sitting here trying to reason with this, right? And I'm like, well, I mean, you can get off all two. Why, why couldn't I get off all three? So at the time, I had a a, a female friend that I confided in, and I was talking to her about that, you know, what I was going through, and she just was just undaunted. She was like, man, you can get off all of that. I mean, if you can get off the off the two, why couldn't you get off the three? So I was like, you know what, you're right. You're you're right. So um, I ended up getting into, I ended up joining a, a, a fitness boot camp, and in that fitness boot camp, um, I was working out like four times a week, and it was no weights. It was all body weight exercises, and basically the guy that ran it was um he was a former Falcon. I was in Atlanta at the time. And all of the exercises were either body weight or bands. And when I tell you, um, I did it nonstop for eight months, but by the fourth month, and I was regularly going to see my doctor, my doctor took me off of all the medications in four months. 
he took me off of all of them and said, look, just find – he's like, the only thing I recommend is just keep doing what you're doing. Because my thing is don't don't – like, at large, collectively, you want to stay away from that establishment because it is a for-profit enterprise. But you do have some practitioners in that space that are still uncorrupted. You know what I'm saying? They won't they won't try to, you know, continue to make you a um a a a, a per- perpetual um cash flow instrument like a lot of them will do. But mm. he was just like continue to do what you're doing, um find a good um multivitamin and we'll just um you know schedule uh, regular checkups and as I kept doing it my checkups the space kept expanding. Whereas he wanted to see me like every three months, and it got to be every six months. Then it got to be oh, I just need to see an angle because I, I it it was a lifestyle change. Now, now mind you, even in adopting the diet that was recommended um, by uh, when I was attending that camp, it still wasn't um, as clean as the dietary program in the scriptures. And that's what what I I try to um, express to people when. You know they're on all these medications and they're they feel like their health is failing failing them. I was like, look, the, the first thing I try to do if if it's a brother or sister is to show them themselves in the scriptures. And then once they can see themselves in the scriptures, then it's like, okay, let me show you what how you're supposed to conduct yourself based off of your newfound identity, because a lot of it is. I mean, most of these Christians, they don't even go into the Old Testament. They don't, they don't, they, they just not taught that angle. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, but, I mean, we all know that. But, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that's in their 60s and, and, and mid-60s, early 70s, and you show them these things in the scriptures, and they're like, why did I never see that? It is, <laughs> I mean, it, it can be um, like, man, you know, but, but the thing is, is, is ultimately um, there is there is the only health care is self care. Period. The only health care the only health care is self care. And I, I mean, I tell you, brother, right now I'm doing some stuff right now that I mean is definitely not mainstream. And I kind of like jokingly put this in front of people, um, but I, I just everything. All of my thoughts are: if I feel like there's a deficiency, if I feel like there's something wrong, I do not turn to synthetics, and I do not turn to, um, for lack of a better term, I do not turn to children for uh, a remedy. I go back to the forefathers, I go back to nature, and, and and that's my thing, because at the end of the day, it's no side effects with nature. At the end of the day, I don't have to worry about my body being overly um, uh, poisoned or becoming overly uh, uh, toxic because I'm taking something in a, in, in a wrong dose or I'm ingesting it in an improper proportion. One thing about nature is is, I mean, and that's just another way that you trust in the most high. Nature is going to balance the scales. You know what I'm saying? The only thing you got to do is, is the only thing you have to do is make up your mind that you are looking for a certain outcome, 
keep that picture fixed in your mind and then conduct yourself like you've already achieved that outcome. That's it. You don't you don't have to even worry about how you're going to get there. Just set it up such that nature can do its thing. That's it. So if the scriptures tell you, <laughs> you know, don't eat scavengers, um, you know, obviously, you know, try to stick the whole fruit, try to stick the whole foods, um, you know, your, your do's and don'ts. If you just follow that and you get a little um, exercise, so a lot of that stuff that's been built up in those tissues can either come out through excrement or come out through, um, you know, your, your, your sweating. You know, if you notice, if you, if you follow any of that Chinese medicine, that's always an integral component to healing is some sort of martial art, not necessarily for defensive purposes, but for the purposes of bringing the, um, the, the, the body and the tissue, it, it, um, its tissues back into alignment. I mean, even in the, in the Vedic um, traditions, they have certain yoga movements that are designed to actually cleanse and rebuild certain, certain um, um, organs, a particular organ. I mean, it's like a science. You know, if you're having kidney issues, do this um, uh, move. You know, if you're having issues with your pancreas, do this move. I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the information is out there. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, again, it, it is, it's up to us to, you know, make those decisions that are going to um, promote our own health and wellness. And the, the biggest thing that we can do is really to be a light and to be vocal um, to those that are around us, because a lot of times, man, people just ain't, they, they're just not talking about it. They think the only uh, solution is to go out here and, you know, try to, to um, you know, engage one of these so-called doctors. And, you know, just like I told my, my, my godmama, um, my major regret is that I didn't come into the knowledge of some of um, many of these truths before my mom passed, because I know if I had, my mama would still be here. So, you know, she has friends, she has sisters, you know, family members, cousins. I see them going through things, and I look at it as um, a way to give honor to her. You know, obviously, first and foremost, to the Most High, but, you know, to my mom, to be vocal and to share what I've learned um, in hopes that, you know, our people, you know, specifically, you know, loved ones, but more generally, our, our people as a whole, um, I try to share what, what I've learned so that, you know, they can be, benefit and they can profit from it. So, um, again, brother, just um, stay encouraged. Um, tell the sister that, you know, we have her, you know, in our thoughts and prayers. And um, shalom, shalom. Are you? So, uh, thank you for that. Excuse me, I just dropped my phone. Thank you for that, man. That was very informative, and that that really helped me feel a lot better. Um, you know, it's for me the situation is, is Tor having a nursing background, and she was really. nervous about doing certain things. So 
what I always would say is, okay, well, you know about this particular medicine, chemical medicine, and this. So, great. Just, you know, we can take it from there. Now, one t- the first time mother went to, was it the first time? I think it was the first time. I don't know, one of these times. Um, the first thing I did when she had these seizures, I didn't know at the time. I still don't 100% know, but I didn't know anything that would stop a seizure instantly. Um, so I've, I've been looking for that because I think that is a very critical thing. So we were doing, because she couldn't move her left side at all. So I said, well, we need to put some cayenne pepper in there to get the blood flowing. And, you know, that'll help. Okay, so we were doing that. Yeah, that was the first time she had this, She went to the seizure. We were doing that for maybe two months. Then mother had a seizure the first time, and we had to rush her to the hospital. So Tora was, like, thinking to herself, could it be that putting that stuff like the cayenne pepper into the, um, well, she was having a lot of green drinks. So could it be that that triggered something to cause seizures? So you can imagine this is your mother, so you really want to be careful. And she's a nurse, so she really is extra, extra careful. And... Of course, me, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to pull her off all of the medications, but I'm going to tell you to slowly pull her off all the medications. Now, the thing is, when Tora went, okay, when Mother first um, had this stroke, she was in Nevada. This is before we moved her out here. And Tora had... I think it's called ball palsy or whatever, tore damn near had a stroke after she found out her mother had a stroke. So I walk in the house, and I'm looking at Tori, and I'm like, what's going on with your face? Because it looked like her face was falling, had fallen, but she was acting normal like nothing was wrong. So that's when we just got that MCA, like a couple of days after that. And... I was like, no, you got to go to the doctor. You got to go to the hospital right now, the emergency room. So we went there, right? And the whole thing was high blood pressure. Um, and, the, and the nurse was a guy. He kept telling, now, mind you, towards the nurse, but he kept saying, you know, you're stressing out too much. When you stress, your blood pressure is going to go up. He kept saying this. And kept saying this. And I said, well, could it be, which I already knew, but I'm just letting him talk so she gets another voice. So I'm like, so if something happened to somebody that you care about, uh, could that cause, you know, something? He's like, yeah. 
course, because you're, you're going to get, you know, upset. So the doctors give toward this, this medication. She didn't take it because we went to this acupuncture doctor before all of this. The acupuncture doctor said, drink mineral water and raw lemon juice. And it's going to work quickly. Tor did that consistently for, I don't know, maybe some weeks after that situation. But instantly her blood pressure normalized, like within three days. And she didn't have to take any of that medication. So she know she knew that these things work, right? She knew she knows that these things work, but now it's time to add it to apply it to mother. So that's a whole different kind of um, experience. And you know, the doctors were telling that the doctors really they wrote in in their um, literature. This is what this is what is criminal. This is what really has me angry as hell. The herbs that was prescribing for mother, they have it in their literature. Do not give that stuff to them. Hmm. And I'm like, you can't. That can't be real. To her, she's like, I'm telling you. She pulled it out and showed it to me. One of the herbs that I said is St. John's wort because that's going to be a mood enhancer. When we we used it originally, and Mother was, man, so happy. She was just doing well. and So then the doctor's like, well, we have to give her this medication so you can't give her these types of herbs. Black seed oil. You can't give her that. You can't give her St. John's wort. I'm like, what? I'm like, these people are are out of their goddamn mind. <laughs> like, so they're telling you not to take the stuff that's going to help and take these drugs. Now, how I was taught, I was taught by the elders. The doctors are drug dealers. The scientists are the ones that are actually prescribing the drugs. So the doctors don't know about healing. And they taught us the real doctors are the nurses because the nurses actually understand things outside the medical field. They understand, they naturally understand, like if they're women, they actually naturally understand certain things about nutrition and all of that. So the doctors, the nurses are the ones that are coming in, dealing with the patient, then reporting that to the doctor. The doctor comes in and says, okay, I understand what you're doing. We're going to prescribe these drugs. And that's really their work. And I've, I've known this like half of my life. So I've always viewed doctors as drug dealers. Seriously, even like what Robert just said, I've always viewed them like that. Since I'm 22 years old, I've always viewed them like that. 
But I've always, but I was given a balance, which is if you break a bone or something like that, get into a major car accident, yeah, go into the hospital. My my teacher's son, man, this was, um, boy, this was a tough one. His son, his son's name was Noah. And at the time, Noah was like, well, he had a lot. He had like ten children, but Noah would have been like twenty years old or something at this time. And Noah got into a car accident, and I think he flew through the front window shield, and he was he had broken arms, broken legs. Um, he was messed up. I mean, they had him on life support. So I get to the hospital, and I see Noah with his life life support. And I was really close to Noah, like because Noah was a musician, also, and we were. He was really good too, and we were close. So I'm seeing Noah breathing through this life support, and these people trying to pump him with drugs. So my teacher, he was a master herbalist, and he was a Aikijitsu master, Tai Chi, Aikido. So he knew all these martial arts. So he submitted a document to them. It was, I don't, really know what was all on it because my mind wasn't thinking about it. But now that as I've grown, I know it was, it had to do with what they could, what they could give him, what they couldn't give him. And they had to ask him before they would do anything. So he, um, the doctor would come up to him well, we want to give him this, 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 and this. My teacher was he was saying, and I was I was sitting right next to him. No, he can't have this. No, he can't have this. No, and this man was using real high technical terms that I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And had I been in a different state of mind, I would have been trying to retain that. But I did retain the experience. But I don't. I didn't retain what he was trying to say. These chemicals. But my teacher would not let him give his son that stuff. Now, this guy is on life support the first day. My teacher goes in. I guess I might have got there maybe 10 minutes after he arrived, after we found out. So he goes and gives his son something, and it was in a bottle. The guy wakes up a couple hours later, and about a week later, I want to say it, it wasn't even seven days. The guy was up and out of that bed with two broke legs, two broke arms, in punctured ribs, and all types of stuff. Um, his neck was fractured, so he had a big thing around the neck. And he got up, and he was able to um, 
you know, function. I saw this. Noah did pass away. Like four, no, yeah, about four years later, Noah passed away. And he was like 23 years, 23 years old. And it had nothing to do with that. He choked in his sleep. He, he, he choked in his sleep. But I just wanted to say that because I've seen that and something we need to think about. You all, um, Cedric, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, brother. How are you, brother? I'm good, brother. I'm just hanging in there. Yeah. Um, have you t- have you seen Dr. Jennifer Daniels, brother? Uh, no, I-, I haven't heard of her until today. Actually, I haven't heard her heard of her until you mentioned her. Um, of course, you know, I, I've, I've heard of Dr. Savy, um, but I've never heard of Jennifer. But speaking of Dr. Savy, now you have all these quote-unquote proclaimed pseudo-scholars that are <laughs> now quote-unquote debunking this man's legacy and saying that he was a fraud and he didn't know what he was talking about, this, that, and the other. And, uh, of course, you know it's the millennials. So, I mean, I don't take too much heed to it, but I just think that, you know, I mean, we're we're in a terrible shape when you have someone who, I mean, I know he had certain philosophies about, certain philosophies about life and, you know, uh, women and, you know, culture and things like that. But when it came to understanding healing, I think that was one of his I think that was a, a great benefit uh for his character as well as for the people he was trying to help because he came up with an alternative way for people to heal themselves and now that you have people want to discredit him because they done read a book or two now they think they know a little something more than he does now they can spit on his grave I just wanted to mention that because I've been seeing it for, like, the last month, and it just made me sick to my stomach. Um, but as far as Jennifer, no, Dr. Jennifer is concerned, I've never heard of her. Uh, but I did have a question for you. Um, of course, I, I think I may have mentioned to you that my mother, of course, she suffered some ill um, illness, and uh, she's struggling with um, what is it, osteonecrosis now. And um, she had been taking black sea oil. And um, I wanted to ask you if this was like a side effect because, like, she hadn't had, like, an appetite. So we kind of took her off of it in fear that she would stop eating because she didn't have an appetite. And uh, I didn't know whether or not that was a side effect of, uh, black sea oil, and I was wondering if you could tell me whether or not that was. I've never heard that, but I can tell you this: um, 
when you take it, it it might suppress your appetite. Okay. But as far as it being a side effect, I've never heard that. And the reason why I'm saying it might suppress your appetite is because it feeds your body. That's one of the things that feeds your body from a cellular level. Okay. So when you when you take herbs or certain things, like for instance, I'll give you a formula that I use that I'm, I recommend this for everybody. Um, I'm telling you, if you try this, you're gonna see what I'm saying. Is um, cinnamon, nutmeg, cayenne pepper, and lemon water. And you're gonna feel if you. I'm, I'm telling you, just try it once. You'll actually you'll feel you'll feel what I'm saying. It goes into your cells, and you won't get hungry. Now I make, I make I make like um, I got this big like I don't know the, one of those big water jug things and I make it like that it'll be lemons cayenne nutmeg and cinnamon and you get you instantly get more energy you I mean you can feel your blood moving literally that's what happens. When you take black seed oil, it goes directly to your cells, so you you won't get hungry. Now, you don't want to not eat, so you did the right thing. Okay. But uh, that's what that's what's going on. So, whenever you do that, um, that's what it'll do. But brother, I, I really highly suggest. Um, you specifically for yourself and your mother, check out Dr. Jennifer. Now, Lynn told me, he told me about her like a while ago, maybe two years ago or something like, so um, he was talking about it on class. Actually, I don't know if you all remember, he was talking about the turpentine. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. So it was her. So, he told us about it a while ago. It might have been three years ago, but I always kept that in my mind. So I know I knew at the time where Tora needed some some more confidence because you know she was nervous about doing the thing. And I said, "Well, let me direct it about Jennifer." because she was an actual licensed doctor. And, of course, Tora loved this woman because <laughs> they kind of think alike, you know. Dr. Jennifer is a little bit um, eccentric in a, in a way. And um, so, brother, I'm telling you, go on YouTube, look her up. Every Everything that... If you just... Trust me, brother. Do a broth. I'm gonna ask Tora what what actually what all she put in there because she probably put something else in there. I'm telling you, we got this from Dr. Jennifer. Not we didn't do the exact same thing that that Dr. Jennifer said as far as the ingredients because I think she was talking about liver or something like that. But we're Hebrews, so we don't eat liver. Mm-hmm. 
but but she was she did something like that and she put like turkey in it and um I'm telling you brother I'm not exaggerating within 60 seconds it was an instant difference of putting that in your body no lie um and I'm just telling you it works and try it on yourself first and just try a little bit because it's it's all natural Dr. Jennifer explains everything. She debunks. See, the reason why I like her is because she's she understands the technical terms of chemical medicine. She, she was a vegan for, like, many years. I think she said 30 years or something. She was a vegan. She came off being a vegan, and now she eats um, some meat, a little bit of meat. But... The woman knows what she's talking about. When she starts talking about law, now I don't get into that with her. Nah, she's going in the left field. But, like, she started talking about them oppressing us. Well, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, I'm telling you, you specifically, brother, she covers all these diseases and debunks them. I I don't care what the disease is. You name it. Whatever it is, she debunks it. Quick. What's her name again, brother? I I didn't want to interject while you were talking, but I wanted to. uh, What was her last name again? Daniels. I know I wasn't crazy. thought I was losing my mind. I saw it popped up, but I kept thinking something else. Okay, so I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Even if you if you just listen to her, you ain't even got to, like she sells some products or she tells you about the uh, turpentine. I'm not telling you to use the turpentine. You got to decide that for yourself. But I'm telling you this. Listen to her explain how you deal with these diseases. And I'm talking about she explains how to deal with erectile dysfunction, um, cancer, um, sickle cell, um, HIV. um, What is that one thing? Uh, Dementia. She explains it. She tells you it's not when you get most of these diseases that it's not a death sentence if you know how to deal with it. Now, I always say you never want to come off chemical medicine instantly. You never want to do that. You you want to wean yourself off of it over long periods of time. Like Lynn just said, Lynn, like, how did you do that? Like, can you explain that again, how you came off of that? So, you know, I, I, for the most part, I would agree with what you just said. When I went through that experience, I didn't discount what the guy was telling me, you know, from a standpoint of, um, you know, when they prescribed, when they gave me the prescriptions and I went and got them filled, I was working out, and I took them. It's just that 
as my body started to reacclimate to so so here's the thing <laughs> when when you're eating a standard american diet you are basically depriving yourself of um essential nutrients vitamins you basically you don't have nourishment that that's the the short of it you do not have nourishment so a lot of these conditions really come from the fact that you're not being nourished and then when you start taking the um, medications, the medications are a means to deal with those conditions. But essentially through, through um, you know, being in that program, I started eating. I wasn't eating out. Everything I ate came out of the kitchen, and everything started off as a whole food that ended up being minimally, minimally processed um, for my consumption. So then I've, so now I've addressed the nutriment issue. I've addressed the vitamins and the mineral issue. And then I'm, I'm um, you know, continuing to, to ramp up on the, the activity and the fitness aspect. So as I began to do that, I was still taking my medication, but I was, was still going to see the doctor. When I first started out, I was going to see the doctor like every, like every eight weeks, I think. And every time I went to the doctor, he cut the dosage, cut the dosage, cut the dosage because they're, they're constantly – measuring you and then eventually it, it it gets to a to a place to where you don't need the dosages anymore. So my my weaning off of that occurred over time, but the weaning occurred because I was actually practicing and implementing the behaviors that allowed my um condition to improve. And no time but but that was my like my former mind state, right? So at that point in time I just didn't know. <laughs> so I wasn't willing to roll the dice and say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, stop this cold turkey. I couldn't do that. Now, when I came into the nation, um, I had fell off for, um, off of some of that activity um, for for a minute, and then I ended up because, you know, obviously uh, having to learn how to, how to eat on a, you know, on a more serious level, um, I was still dealing with being like pre-diabetic and it wasn't enough for them to put me on insulin, but instead of them giving me metformin, I never forget this. Instead of them giving me metformin, um, they prescribed an injectable called um, Victoza. And so this was coming into um, Holy Month of Consecration in 2014. And now I already got the, the, the experience back in 2008, 2009 um, of coming off of all of this stuff. The fast forward six years of bad behavior and setting up for, you know, understanding what the purpose of um, consecration was and how it, it, it's a, a time to, you know, rejuvenate. So I'm trying to basically harness this and, and benefit from it um, in as, as great a way as possible. So we were setting up for that, and I was having some bad reactions to that, to that injectable. But I knew it was coming up on um, consecration, so I ordered a therapeutic package from Dr. Sabi maybe about a week before we went into um, consecration. And <laughs> those herbs, I when I tell you, I was like, I was in so much pain. I was literally in tears for probably like the first seven or eight days of that month. 
because I was taking all those herbs. All I was doing was juicing. Um, I had gone down to the um, the uh, there's a, a vegan uh, Caribbean spot. So not so vegetarian. It is Healthful Essence um, in the West End in, in Atlanta, and um, they they do um, vegan Caribbean, but they also sell Kangen water. And if anybody knows what Kangen water is, it's like a well for anyone that doesn't know. It's a um, mechanically produced alkaline water, and it's very popular with cancer patients because that water actually creates um, negative ions. It's very high pH, but it has negative ions. And when you drink it, it pulls all of the um, the positive ions that are generated by um, over oxidation um, and oxidative stress just from from your diet. It latches onto those and it flushes it out of your body. So that that water is sort of like a tool to um, cleanse the tissues. And if you're doing a fast, in in many cases, it will um, dissolve those growths. So I will go down there like once a week. I get a five gallon jug, um, bring that back uh, to the house, and the only thing I was consuming every day for that month was herbs, I was making fresh juices, and I was drinking at least six to four ounces of, of that water, and I was reading the scriptures. That, that was what I did for 30 days. And the first eight days, um, like I said, that I had already had that, the, the experience of coming off those medications before. So the second time, I was like, screw this. I threw the, I threw the medication away, and I just was, I just was trusting in the most high. And like I said, you know, the first eight days I was, uh, I had to cry myself to sleep, man, because that stuff was like leaching. It was coming out of me. And I just looked at it as, looking back on it now, it was an atonement period. But once I hit like the 10th day, oh my God, I, <laughs> it was just like euphoria. It it was literally, um, I just felt really good. It was just like a, a, a spirit of peace and well-being had come over me. I wasn't hungry. I had to, I was actually being nourished for the first time in a long time. And I had to actually remind myself to make the drinks because between the herbs and the alkaline water, I was, I, I mean, I was good to go. And um, ended up getting to the, to the end of that month. And I was uh, on my job, uh, on, on the job dealing with my boss. And I, I kiss you not, between maybe like day ten and day seventeen, um, I was I had I was losing really well, um, you know, getting rid of bloat and um, just flushing, 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 and I did I was in his office for like a week, and then I went in there and he was like, "Man, what are you doing?" I was like, well, "You know, what are you talking about?" He's like, "You look like you have lost thirty pounds since I saw you last week." I was like, nah, that's it's not weight, it's just bloat. Because when you eat those things, I mean, that when you eat bad and you don't eliminate um, that material, you you that stuff begins to ferment in your body. It causes gas, and that's where you that's where you get that bloat from. And and if you notice, it is systemic because a lot of our brothers, um, it's it's all the same thing. They got big guts, and they're experiencing hair loss from being. Um, from, from from basically being malnourished, you know, but um, not to digress. The, the point is, is that 
I had a background and I had a history and, um, you know, from the first experience, and that was what really gave me, that was what really gave me the, um, you know, the courage to just say, man, screw this, because this is poison. I know what it's doing to my body. I know what they're telling me, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trusting in my, um, you know, in my intuition, and I'm, I'm trusting in the most high. So I tossed that medication, and I, I never had to go back on it. And see, some things, I mean, even if you don't, even if you, you know, it, it's always a, a process to um, perfection. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, it, it's very difficult for most people to go cold turkey because you got the bad behaviors that are built up and, and they're so ingrained and you're so indoctrinated into that until it's a traumatic experience to just say, cut it. But certain things, you know, you have to take a, it's a process and you have to, um, you have to go about it gradually. And even though I've slipped in some areas, it's certain things I will not do. Like I will not eat pork. I don't care. You know, I can, I can eat cheese and dairy. I do pizza. I do candy, but I'm never eating swine because I, I am firmly convinced that's not food. So some of the conditions that, that I, um, had prior to, they never returned because I never just fully just just like laid down and and you know picked up that stuff that um, you know that I got rid of. I never I never have never done that. I have never like completely reverted. Um, but you know in, in other areas, you know like with sugar because um, I like sweets. You know I'm I'm still um, sort of challenged with those, but um, but that's becoming even less of a challenge as well because, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of employing some, some unorthodox methods uh, in my own personal regimen, I would say controversial, but, you know, you got to, you know, to each his own, man. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, I think, you know, to achieve optimal health and, um, you know, vitality, I mean, that's a personal journey and, you know, everybody, kind of operates at that level of awareness and um you know as your as your level of awareness improves um I, I think your your behaviors change um for the better but you know again that's sort of like a like an individual uh individual path but yeah that that was my experience it's just um you know I would never I I, I always say this because my desire is for all cuz I know ultimately what what that medication does so anytime I'm talking to, um, you know, our people, you know, my desire is that they let go of, you know, the the, the chemicals and the and the toxins and return to, uh, you know, the most highest pharmacy. But again, I, I understand that, um, you know, all things work together, and it, it, it's a process. So you just got to have some long suffering. You got to, you know, continue to stay in front of them. And, and really, you gotta you gotta build them up mentally to be able to 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 take those steps that will allow them to to heal. You know, and that and that's the that, that's the biggest thing is that you you don't want to promote um, a maintenance. You don't want to promote. Oh, I'm just gonna manage the condition. That 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 ain't that's not good enough. We we want to heal and we want to obtain a healing. And so, you know, there are specific steps. Um, to doing that, and um, 
you know, you just we, we just kind of have to hold each other up until that mind gets renewed to where, um, you know, the individual can actually go out and apply these things, um, you know, without any oversight from someone outside of themselves. So um, I'll yield with that. Man, that's great, brother. I hope that helps you, brother, Shedrick, because uh, that's what it's all about. And how's your mother doing? Is she, like, having any bad things going on? No. Um, well, as of recently, of course, she's still, uh, she was dealing with the whole opioids um, because they kept prescribing her these opi- these uh, painkillers, and they were not helping her. But what she realized is that she started taking Tylenol, and she was like, well, the Tylenol works better than the painkiller that they've been giving her. But what she's also started doing is she started eating a lot of salads. And uh, she started eating lots of fruits and salads. Um, She started doing a lot more researching about how to deal with the issues of inflammation um, and uh, what she did was she started incorporating different things into her diet or switching up her diet. Like I would cook for, um, you know, some fish because most of the time we eat just out of fish or chicken. If I'm not cooking chicken, I'm usually cooking fish. And uh, we'll eat vegetables and we eat some rice. Um, but uh, she started reading up on different types of fish that would help her to relieve you know, different types of inflammation. So one of the things that I uh, got her in the habit of doing, or at least I kind of pushed the seed on her, and she eventually started doing the things herself, is she started to engage different natural remedies uh, outside of the medicine. And um, I remember mentioning to her that you had mentioned to me uh, black seed oil. So she tried that, and I took her off of it because she said that she didn't necessarily have an appetite uh, or she had kind of like a, a repressed appetite, so to speak. And um, we took her off it to kind of see if her appetite would come back. So I'm thinking now that her appetite has come back, we'll try the medicine again. And I guess uh, I'm taking into consideration with Minister Lynn just explain because, again, it's like, you know, it's always what you said to us when we came to the nation. It's like you don't want to take these people, you don't want to unplug these people too uh, too soon because they can been conditioned a certain type of way uh, and they've been used to a certain type of program in terms of how they govern themselves. So when you're talking about, when you incorporate that type of thinking into uh, medicine and natural remedies, you know, when a person is programmed to go to the doctor to get treatment and they've been so, you know, consistent with that and you try to employ certain, you know, certain natural remedies, um, you don't want to just outright say, okay, well, now I'm just going to take you off the medicine that's supposed to be dead. You know, I don't want to just take you off a Coumadin or anything like that and just automatically just put you on, you know, some herb and then expect a change. 
Um, and I think that's why my mom, she kind of got, she kind of, because she's always used to that type of thinking, but she's now starting to realize that her diet was a major, was one of the major factors in uh, her health, and now she's starting to research more. And I told her I was proud of her for it because it lets me know that all those years when I was talking, you know, I felt like she wasn't listening. But she said, I was always listening to you. It's just that, you know, you know how we are. Sometimes we're stubborn and sometimes we do things when we're ready. So, you know, right now she's she's in a good place um, in terms of uh, application is concerned. And... Uh, exploring with different uh, medicinal remedies. Um, and anytime she needs anything, I always try to make sure that I help her as much as I can, you know. Yeah. But other than that, brother, she's okay. Brother, I encourage you, you, you to watch some Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Before you introduce it to her, and that I, for all Negro women, Dr. Jennifer Daniels is a must. She is a must, for real, because um, she's gonna. I mean, you can just listen to this woman, and you're gonna get, you're gonna learn immediately. But the most important thing is, like, we're talking about how to reach the people, like, you know, how Lynn is saying. Yeah, you, you you do you're doing psychological surgery along with doing physical surgery basically. You're doing psychological surgery. You know if you go into the scriptures and they hear something that they never heard before, they automatically gonna believe it. <laughs> you know, and that's automatically gonna help them usually, but um yeah, but I want to say this. I got to stress this. Just try, I want to encourage everybody, try this at least once and, and see if you get the same results. Because I tried this on me and on um, Torah. <clears throat> and the same mixture, right? But let me tell you what it did. Because I was just listening to Lynn and I was hearing it. I'm telling you, I did this two days in a row. Now, this is the first time I did this. It was two days in a row. It killed all of my cravings, and I only did it two days. And that was, I don't know, six to eight months ago, maybe, if that long. It killed all of my cravings. Now, I'm talking about bad cravings. And I just put cinnamon, nutmeg, and a little bit. Now I had a I got a big thing, one of those picnic water jugs types of things. And it's big. So I I use two lemons because it's a whole lot of water. I use two lemons, sprinkle some cinnamon and nutmeg in there, and just a little bit of cayenne. I'm telling you it changed my taste buds. And I wasn't sure if it was just me, and I tried it on Torah. 
I only gave her a little bit. One thing it does also is it makes you go to the bathroom a lot. But I'm telling you, it changed my my taste buds. It changed my cravings. Um, I was always struggling with, with cheese for years, and I, I pretty much had it conquered maybe five years ago. But every now and then, I might get a craving. I wouldn't necessarily act on it, but the fact that I was getting the craving, that was bothering me. So a couple of times I did act on it. After five years without it, a couple of times I did eat like a slice of pizza or whatever, right? I took this stuff, and I'm telling you, there's no craving. It's like it instantly eliminates it. But um, also, man, you got this is part of our mission. We got to heal the sick. It's part of our mission. And remember, we're working on the people's minds. Oh, Lord. This has been really healing for me, so I thank you all. I know we got to get off this line because of the class. We really didn't get too much to, a chance to hear from EK, so... Brother E.K., I just want to turn it over to you for this last 10 minutes and share anything or whatever you want to say. Uh, Shalom, thank you for that, brother. Um, yeah, uh, my mom, um, she's diabetic too, and um, I was trying to put her on to some things, you know, alternative sources to kind of heal that, whatever, because I know it's reversible, and... I was struggling to, like, kind of get her to understand. And this was years ago. Like, I was always up on alternative health years ago. She was diagnosed back in 2010. And so I was immediately trying to figure out ways that she can kind of kind of reverse some of that stuff. And I was telling her, like, you can start eating some carrots, like, consistently. And um, before I even got a chance to understand, like, you know, Dr. Sabi or black seed oil or whatever, but then recently, like I want to say last year, I tried to put on to black seed oil, you know, because I told her like, you know, if you start taking that and just wean yourself off of the medication, you're going to see that that will reverse your condition. But um, kind of having a little struggle with that. So I kind of just was just letting her kind of make the decision on her own. But that's really where um, I've been trying to focus on, like kind of ways to reach her to, so she could kind of, reverse some of that because I see what the medication was doing to her like there was a few times she had a a couple of episodes you know when she was dealing with that you know and so um there'll be times when she was taking some of the medication she would feel extremely weak and sometimes she won't have an appetite and then sometimes you know she'll just be really really lethargic with no energy and so I was just like you know I think it's the medicine that you, you know, you kind of got to wean yourself off of that. But, you know, that's sort of what I'm trying to kind of help her out with is seek alternative means to kind of get off of that. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, their choice, you know, if they want to get better. But, you know, I still dedicated to making sure, like, she can at least have alternative means to kind of get over that. So. Yeah, man. That's 
because you did that. Because, <clears throat> um, man, this these people are the devil, man. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, when I think about this, from the beginning, there was a serpent, which would be a malignant person who was trying to feed us food and saying, um, you know, forget what the Lord says, forget what the Almighty says, come eat of this. And it's like they, anybody that's in that kind of state of mind, they keep doing it. These are the same people that were doing that in Germany, experimenting on the people um, in Germany calling it, you know, medicine and all that when they were really experimenting on the people. So we got to keep that in mind. I'm I'm still a little bit worn out. But I feel a lot better, man, talking to my brothers. Praise the Lord. I feel a whole lot better because I was in some real serious anger and real serious doubt, uh, feeling guilt, man, like, Damn, man. It, it still bothered me because I'm like, if I just did this, 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 or this, she would still be here right now. I was, like, fighting because my mother-in-law, she would eat pork and stuff like that. She was smoking cigarettes. She had had cancer before from smoking cigarettes. She went through chemotherapy. She got out of it, and she was good. And she then went back to smoking cigarettes. So back in 2015, <clears throat> she had to be rushed to the hospital again back then because she was smoking cigarettes, and the stuff started to spread, and they wanted to cut her leg off. And Tora stopped that um, from happening. So, again, she went back to smoking cigarettes, and this time it caused her to have a couple of strokes. So I was thinking, like, man, even if she gets all the way better, she might try to smoke cigarettes again, but this time she couldn't She couldn't get to the cigarettes. But just know, man, there's a better way. So thank you all for being here, and um, we'll be back next week. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Thank you for the praise.